0: So today, we're looking at a topic entitled, Born Again, A New Man. Turn in you, if you will, in your Bible to John the third chapter. John the third chapter, and we're going to look at verses one through eight. John the third chapter, verses one through eight. And uh, we did a handout, so you may find them right there on that first page. Glory to God save you a little bit of turning, John the third chapter, verses one through eight. And we're going to read it together out of the New King James Version. So if you have another translation, you can certainly follow along with us. But let's read it out loud, those who have the sheets. Let's begin. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you. You must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes. And you hear the sound of it. But cannot tell where it comes from. And where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the spirit. Isn't that awesome? Now notice. Notice. We know Nicodemus was a man of the Pharisees and he was probably well educated and all of that, correct? Mm -hmm. But he came to Jesus by night. Well, we understand why he probably came by night because he didn't want to be put out of the synagogue like all the other folks didn't want to be put out of the synagogue Mm -hmm. if they acknowledged Jesus. Mm -hmm. But he shows up. To see Jesus at night. And said to him. Rabbi. uh, uh, Teacher. We know that you're a teacher. Come from God. Now I don't know who the we is. But we means more than one. So. Apparently. They've been talking. And Nicodemus was part of the conversation. And He. Heard them say, whoever the them is, Mm -hmm. you know, like we always say, you know, they always doing such and such. (laughs) Whoever the they is, Mm -hmm. here we hear the we. Mm -hmm. And it says, we know that you are a teacher come from God. They know it. Isn't that awesome? And yet they gave him a hard, rough road to go. But they knew it. And he told them why. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Isn't that tremendous? Amen. They acknowledge that Jesus has come from God. Because nobody could do the signs you do unless God is with him. Now, even with that kind of statement, Jesus. Didn't, according to what this scripture says, Jesus didn't even address Nicodemus' comments or accolades. He simply said, Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Isn't that something? Oh, yeah. Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus responds with his intellect. And his intellect says, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb? and be born. I believe with all my heart that Nicodemus was as serious as he could ever be. Do you understand what I'm saying? We may laugh at his comment or his question or his response but I believe with all my heart that Nicodemus was absolutely sincere. And the reason I believe that is because he had made a statement saying We know that you're a teacher come from God. We know it. And so when you make a statement, teacher, rabbi, that unless a man is born again, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Look, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? That's a serious question. Now, some of us, we'd say, Oh, yeah, well, I, you know, <laughs> I understand. You don't understand. All of us be in the same boat, just like Nicodemus. But he voiced it. Did you understand what I'm saying? But then Jesus went on and said, Most assuredly I say to you, Unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Well, that's two different things. He said first, Unless one is born again, he cannot what? See the kingdom of God. And now he says... Unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Wow! So you're saying, Jesus, that unless one is born again, he can neither see the kingdom, nor can he enter the kingdom. And then Jesus explains further. He says... That which is born of the flesh is what? Flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. And then he gives that illustration. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from. And where it goes. So is everyone. Who is born. Of the spirit. Isn't that awesome. Turn over please. To John the first chapter. That you have to look in your word. Look in the Bible. John the first chapter. I think we'll see a connect here. John the first chapter. And looking at. Well, let's look at verses 10 through 13. Verses 10 through 13 of John, the first chapter. And this is referring to Jesus. And John the Baptist uh, made some observations up above that about the fact that there was a man sent from God whose name was John. And we know that's referring to John the Baptist. That's at the sixth verse. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. And we talked about that at length in another teaching. But at verse 10, it says, he, Jesus, the light was in the world. And the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Isn't that something? So we find here, clearly, it tells us, but as many as received him, as many as received Jesus, to them, he gave the right To become children of God. Isn't that something? Jesus gave the right to as many as received him. Gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name. Who were born not of blood. Nor of the will of the flesh. Nor of the will of man but born of God. I want to share it out of the NIV. Those same three uh, verses. Verses 10 through 13. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, To those who believed in his name, he gave the right, the privilege, isn't that something? The ability to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. Sounds like a further explanation of what Jesus had shared with Nicodemus. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. And he gave that illustration about the wind and then said, So is everyone who's born of the spirit. That's tremendous. But I want us to get it to understand that being born again is a process that God has put in place for those who believe in the name of the one whom God sent, who believed on Jesus. And he said, that person is not born of flesh. He's not born of natural descent. He's not born by the will of man. He's not born in that sense, but by the Spirit of God. So you can almost say, think of it this way. When Mary asked Gabriel how can this be when he says that you've been blessed among women etc favored among women and she said well how can this be seeing I not know a man and what did he say the Holy Spirit will what Overshadow. overshadow you and that which will be born of you shall be what the son Of God. So you. Think about it for just a moment. When a person. Believes on Jesus. The spirit of God. Mm -hmm. My goodness. Almost. I guess in so many words. Overshadows you. Mm -hmm. And that which is born again, is a child of God. Wow. Isn't that something? And when you believe on Jesus, he gives you the right to become a child of God. Wow. Isn't that tremendous? I I know, I know. Look at 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1. Verses 22 through 24. It's, uh, the heading under that is the enduring word. The enduring word. Let's begin to read at verse 22. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit, in sincere love of the brethren, Love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the Word of God, which lives and abides forever. Because all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass. The grass withers. And its flowers fall away. Go back up to verse 23. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Isn't it interesting that over in Isaiah, didn't God give an illustration And said that the word or the seed is like, well, let's go over there. Isaiah 55. Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah chapter 55. In Isaiah chapter 55, let's look at verse 10 Beginning at verse 10, down through verse 11. Are you there? Mm -hmm. All right, let's read it out loud, please. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth it shall not return to me void but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it So the word is synonymous with water Do you understand what I'm saying mm-hmm. So when God told Nic- when Jesus told Nicodemus and less one is born of water and the Spirit. And less one is born of the Word and the Spirit. Did you get it? That's important to understand. Because a person hears the Word. The Word of God. They believe it. That gives them the right to become a son of God. And then the spirit of God seals the deal. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Born of the water and spirit. Yes. Thus you can see the kingdom. And you can enter the kingdom of God. I think that was tremendous, y'all. Amen? Let's look at Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. And as we're going through this, I trust that you'll see the simplicity. So even when you're sharing with someone about they need to be born again, You'll have some simple scriptures that you are aware of when they say, well, what do you mean by this born-again experience? You can share with them Jesus' conversation with Nicodemus. Are you following? Mm -hmm. You can share with them John 1, 10-13, verse 12. That once they believe on Jesus, they have been given the right to become a son of God. But you can also share with them just like Jesus shared with Nicodemus. But so will it be, just like the wind blows, so shall it be with everyone who's born of the Spirit. You get it? Mm -hmm. And even share that illustration of Mary and Gabriel and how Gabriel gave the explanation on how this could be. Are you following? Mm -hmm. And then looking right here. That that enduring word. And not only the enduring word. That you're born not of corruptible seed. But incorruptible. Through the word of God. And then take them right on to Isaiah 55. And the word will not return void. But it will accomplish And the word is like the seed, the incorruptible seed, the word of God. Wow. So by the word of God, one would believe on Jesus and therefore qualify, would have the right to become a child of God. And then the spirit of God seals the deal. That which is born of spirit is spirit. Wow. And in that act, he not only does that, but we're going to see it. We'll see it. We'll see it. Okay. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 10 through 22. So it's a lot to read, but let's start. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Therefore, remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, And strangers from the covenants of promise. Having no hope. And without God in the world. But now. In Christ Jesus. You who once were far off. Have been brought near. By the blood of Christ. Now. This is awesome. But look at how it explains it in verse 11. It says. Therefore remember. That you. Once Gentiles in the flesh. We know that as far as the scriptures are telling us, there are two categories of people as far as God is concerned. And that was the Gentiles and the chosen people, the Jews. But it's interesting to say, because he says, remember that you once Gentiles in what? The flesh. Who are called what? Uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands. So it's saying you were called uncircumcised by the Jews who were circumcised. All of this stuff is in the flesh. Right? And telling those Gentiles that at that time you were without Christ. Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise having no hope and without God in the world wow but now in Christ Jesus you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ let's continue to read for he himself is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is, the law of commandments contained in ordinances so as to create in himself one new man from the two thus making peace. And that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were afar off and to those who were near. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. Wow! Did you see it? So he's saying through the blood of Christ, through Christ's death, through Christ's sacrifice, he has created in himself one new man from the two. One new man. So, when Colossians tells us that your life is hid with Christ in God, the new man that you are is the one who's been created in Christ. And what the Spirit of God does. 1 Corinthians 12 tells us that he, the Spirit, baptizes us into Christ. Mm -hmm. When you accept Jesus Christ, when you believe in him, the Spirit of God, in that process of you being born again, Mm -hmm. you are baptized by the Spirit that you've been born by. Into Christ. Into the one new man. Did you get it? Mm -hmm. That's tremendous y'all. Verse 19. Let's continue to read. Now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners. But fellow citizens with the saints In the spirit. Wow. It says. In whom you also are being built together. For a dwelling place of God. In the spirit. Wow. So when Jesus says. I'm going to pray the father. To send you another comforter. The spirit of truth. Who will not only be with you. But shall be in you. You are in a position. In the household of God. Built as a temple. For the spirit of God to dwell in. Because the real you. Your life is hid in Christ. You are a new man. God has made you. A new creature created in Christ Jesus so your new man status is not one where you stand out here by yourself as a new man but you've been what created in Christ Jesus so you are a new man in Christ Wow That's important to understand. In other words, God doesn't have any lone children. Did you understand what I just said? God doesn't have any children outside of Christ. Did you hear what I just said? Because it said, through the blood of Christ. He made of the two. The Gentiles. And the Jews. Who believe on Jesus. He made them both. Into one. New man. In Christ. That's, it. That's why I said. There is nobody. Who's a child of God. Born by the spirit of God. Outside of Christ. Hello. Somebody said I don't believe that. Hey read it. That's what it says. And as a matter of fact. Why would you want to not be in him? (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? Is there any rational reason. When God has set it up. In such a way. That he's made of two. One new man. And that new man. Is in Christ. Who already had. Given us the victory. Why would you want to be. Hanging outside of Christ. If you're sincere. And if you're serious. Unless you don't mean. What you say? And if you don't mean what you say, you need to evaluate and examine whether or not you're in the faith or not. Does that make sense? And I know that's a judgment statement, and so what? (laughs) But you understand. And a lot of times, we don't. Many believers, in my opinion, they don't understand their position. When they accept Jesus Christ as their savior, and you know people make this statement,'ll well, give your heart to the Lord and your hand to the preacher. Come on, hello mm-hmm. give your heart to the Lord and your hand to the preacher. so I give my heart to the Lord and my hand to the preacher and I walk out and I don't know what I, who I am what what's yeah. all about yeah. I don't know who I am <laughs> I don't know that if I was sincere. And I made that confession of faith. What took place in that moment of time? What took place was the fact that you qualified. You had the right to become a child of God. The word of God. You believed in him. And that gave you the right, the privilege, the ability to become a child of God. And the Holy Spirit sealed the deal. And you were born of the Spirit. Not of the will of man. Not of flesh. But by an incorruptible seed. Are you getting the picture? And not only that, but the Spirit of God, when you were born again by the Spirit of God, He baptized you, immersed you into the one new man, Christ Himself. So your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Give your heart to God and your hand to the preacher. Get out of here. That's a tremendous thing. It's nothing to flip. By. You understand what I'm saying? Cause we make. Oh yeah. Well, you know. So-and-so just accepted Christ. Who did he do? But can you understand why the scripture says that the angels rejoice over one who comes? The angels, I guess the angels probably can see in the spirit realm what's going down. Can you imagine? See, we don't see all of that. We just think, oh yeah, well you know the person... You know, so-and-so just gave their heart to the Lord. Well, glory to God. Well, I know the angels are rejoicing. Well, why are they rejoicing? Because of what the Word says has just taken place. Did you see the significance of that? It's no light thing. That person who was born of flesh has now been born of the Spirit. Hallelujah has now been immersed into one new man who's Christ himself. So that person's life is now hid with Christ in God. Now can you understand when it says that Jesus was manifested to destroy the works of the devil? Where you're concerned Amen. because Amen. your life is here with Christ in God, Amen. and he, the enemy, the slewfoot, the devil, already knows he can't win with against God Amen. He already tried once, <laughs> and Jesus gave the postscript, "I beheld Satan fall like lightning into the earth." So he is a defeated foe where you're concerned. That's why the scripture can say, give him no place. place. That's why Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation. But what? Be of good cheer, for I have have overcome the world. That's right. We're going to look at that next time. I have overcome the world. He didn't go to Calvary yet. He hadn't gone to Calvary. And he could make a statement. Be of good cheer. For I have overcome the world.
1: Somebody may say, well, how did he do it? How did he
0: do it? How did he do it? Look at John 1.12. He was born. Of the spirit. Come on. The first Adam. Mm -hmm. And he's the second Adam. Mm -hmm. He's already. Overcome the world. That's why before he went to Calvary. He could make the statement. The prince of this world. Referring to Satan comes. But he has nothing. In me. Then think about it. If you're a new man in Christ, in the new man, then you understand why he says in Romans 12, 1 and 2, present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, your reasonable form of worship. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Well, what are you renewing your mind on? On the word of God, the one in whom you've been immersed as one new man. Which means if you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God which is your reasonable form of worship then the enemy can't touch you. And if you do what? Not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind on the word of God and God is telling you who you are in Christ come on then you can say like Jesus said the prince of this world comes But he has nothing in me. So when James 1 comes about and it says that you're tempted when you're drawn away of your own lust and enticed. He can't come up with an enticement if you've been renewing your mind on the word of God. If you have. Presented your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. That's why Paul could make a statement. You think about this. In one place, the Word of God says that God has qualified you to be a partaker of the inheritance of the saints in light. God has qualified you when you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. God qualified you to become a partaker of the inheritance of the saints in light. And Paul would write and say, I keep my body under subjection lest after I preach to you I become Disqualified. I become a castaway. I become disqualified. That's an important observation y'all. God qualified you. God has born you of his spirit. Born again. You are a new man. You are a new creature in Christ Jesus. It says, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. But you have a responsibility begin to walk it out. Lest you disqualify you. Wow. Look at Ephesians. Well, Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. Verse 11 through 15. And let's read it together, please. See with what large letters I have written to you with my own hand. As many as desire to make a good showing in the flesh, these would compel you to be circumcised, only that they may not suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. For not even those who are circumcised keep the law, But they desire to have you circumcised, that they may boast in your flesh. But God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me, and I to the world. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but a new creation. Did you get it? A new creation. And you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 4. Picking up at verse 17. And let's read together. This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness, to work all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness in that awesome young I think it just gives such clarity doesn't it Mm -hmm. put on the new man you put him on you're in him, but you've got to put him on. Isn't that interesting? Your spirit is born again, but you have a responsibility not to act like the rest of the Gentiles in the world. Come on. That you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind. Having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God. Now, notice, they have a futility of their mind. You have the mind of Christ. Having their understanding darkened, you are now become sons of light. Being alienated from the life of God, you now are in God. And the light of life is resident in you. And it says, because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart. Well, you are no longer blind at heart. You can see the kingdom. You can perceive the kingdom. You can enter the kingdom. So you are in the kingdom. As a matter of fact, that's one of the other things he did. In that moment when you believed on Jesus, God, by his spirit, translated you, delivered you you out of darkness into the kingdom, into the kingdom of his dear son. So not only can you see it, not only can you enter it, <coughs> but you are in it. Lord. God put you in the kingdom. My goodness. Wait a minute. Did you get it? I know. I know it's a lot to take in. But not only when he told Nicodemus, Verily, verily, or most assuredly, I say to you, unless a man be born again, unless one be born again, he cannot see the kingdom. Unless a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom. Postscript. But when a man is born again by the Spirit of God, because they believed on Jesus, not only are they immersed into one new man, not only can they perceive the kingdom, not only can they enter the kingdom, God by His spirit has mm-hmm. into the kingdom did you get it? Lord have mercy. Wow ah. and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. And let's close with 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, Yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of of reconciliation. Amen. Selah, think on that.